Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, Vietnam, and welcome to another Star Wars Minute. It's your daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate Solo, a Star Wars story, one minute at a time. I'm Alex Robinson from alexrobinson.fun. I'm Pete the Retailer from PeteTheRetailer.com. And I'm Crystal Beth from Rhode Island. Hmm. Rhode Island. Hmm. Welcome back, Crystal. Yeah, where are my Rhode Islanders at? <laughs> what is it, what are that what do you call uh what's their term? What do you call it? Just Rhode Islanders? Do they have like a name like the Rhodes? You know, like... I mean, you could call them roadies and you can call them Rhode Islanders. You can call them really bad drivers. <laughs> but whatever they are, we're wicked awesome. There you go. <laughs> That's the spirit. We're here to talk about minute number nineteen. Nineteen of mm-hmm. Solo, a Star Wars story. Minute number number nineteen starts with um, space Woody Harrelson. T- space Woody Harrelson. Like, why am I having a hard time saying this? Space <laughs> Woody Harrelson telling <laughs> Han Solo he's sticking his nose where it doesn't belong. It ends a minute later with Space John Favreau telling Han that he's an Imperial troop. Hmm. Now, yes. <clears throat> um. What do you think is the uh, average age of the combat soldier here? I'm in bed. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, that's the. So this is the only. This is the most appropriate time to make the hard castle reference. Yeah, because, totally. Because of what's going on on screen there. Yeah, Crystal, do you know what we're talking about? Do you know no. that, that there's music video for the song "19" by Paul Hardcastle? Uh, uh-uh. uh I don't. I'm not good at music stuff. It's okay. It was. Uh, it was an '80s video. Uh, basically talking about the the hardships the Vietnam soldiers went through. The 80s, you know, there was a lot of Vietnam in your Rambo, your uh, right, your uh, platoon, all those Vietnam. Anyway, yes. it was about fighting the Vietnam War, so this would have been a perfect opportunity. Which someone should do a remix of that song, but make it about Min Ban, Min Ban, all the, the horrors they saw. And you know what? It's a uh, seeing this scene. I it's no wonder the empire uh, loses. Hmm. Like the dis the the dis the lack of discipline <laughs> displayed here. Like the guys like, come on, everyone, let's go over the ridge. And Han Solo's immediately like, okay, I'm just gonna go in the opposite direction and start hanging out with these guys. And, right. Like, it's it's just like there's there's no discipline here. Hmm. So it. you think the empire needs more discipline? It's a lawless time. It should be it a, a lawless time. A time where people are marching around in order and not just wandering around having their own solo adventures. Pardon <laughs> the pun. Solo adventures. The Han Solo adventures. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, but I do like that, uh, like, Han kind of gets hip to them pretty immediately on seeing what their deal is. He's just kind of like, oh, I get it. You're a bunch of criminals and game recognizes stuff. game. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I like that he guesses them accurately kind of like, like right off the bat. Cause he's sneaky too. He is. Yeah. And he's just, yeah. and he's like, he, once again, he was like, I went in, like, give me like, he's persistent. Um, and I do, it's a very subtle, short beat that we get the where where um you know Val is like well now we got to shoot him and then Beckett says no and for a, for a minute you're just like oh is he like is he nice warming guy. up to this kid and he's like no snap his neck it'll be less messy mm-hmm. um or less mess less mess less mess which is bless this mess right <laughs> snap his neck bless this mess you know what they say um but yeah, so you get that just that little beat of like, oh, is he warming up to this uh, this lovable little scrum rat, this uh, this miserable S- scooch? What is it? What is he? Yeah, a mouthy scooch. Mouthy scooch. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the little rascals, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh man. So it um, is funny because it's it's it works on two levels because a this place is so messy already. It's funny that he's using that as the excuse for which to not shoot right. him. Uh, and also the fact that I guess shooting him would actually attract more attention. If he just, she just shot him in the gut right there, people would see it right. and be like, wait a minute, what's going on here? So I think, I think that's what Weapon he means malfunctioned. more by mess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So do you think his, um, his obsession with mess is where Han Solo feels the need to give, uh, the bartender a tip and he says, sorry about the mess. Do you think that's a reference <laughs> to this? That seems like Becca wouldn't have liked it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There you go. That's how he learned from it. Okay. Um, and I do like when he's, he's, he's pleading his case. He says, uh, uh, I've been boosting, what is it? AV 21s. I was boosting AV 21s when I was 10. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a lot of math. That's, that's 210. (laughs) Um, which, which is another neat little, it's like a, you know, we keep talking about the clone wars being an example of that, just throwing somewhere, something in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, AV twenty ones might have been referenced before, but it's basically like a uh, it was from Legends. That's what it is. So it was a thing that popped up in books or comics earlier. Um, and this is the only time that so it's bringing Legends into canon. Talking about AV twenty ones are like a fast. They're made by that same. Uh, what was the name of the? What's the name of the company that makes land speeders? More Mor- Morgan Stern, Mordecai. Mor- Mor- Morgan Stern and Mordecai LLC. <laughs> you still like a pickle maker. Yeah. Um but the AV21s were a um uh like a they were a, oh here we go. Um Oh no, it's not that's that's a legends tab. There we go. Mobcat, Mobcat. Mobkay, M-O-B-Q-U-E-T. Remember that we were talking about? They made the the blue car that Han Solo stole earlier. Oh, okay, right. Mobkay. Mobkay. Um, Mobkay. But Where? these Mobike. these were, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like they're they're fast, kind of almost like a sports car kind of a thing. But they were made, um, um, main like it's a a whole. A whole thing where they just made them for like people who wanted to go really fast. It's almost like a sports car kind of a thing, but 
um not even that it's like a it's like a like a very limited kind of uh only for racing pretty much and there was I... the, the empire was like wait a minute are you making ships for the rebellion they're like no we're making them for these like rich jerks who like racing what do we think if they had instead of making him reference a fast uh established ship in the star wars universe what if they had made it where it was something that was totally made up not totally made up like fictional but like he was I was thinking it's a good opportunity to echo the I beat the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs where mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you know that well parsecs aren't a time they're a, they're a distance so mm. like there are some people who interpret that as oh Han Solo is just making stuff up to try to sound cool and Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi's like sure 12 parsecs so this would have been a nice little callback to the him saying like I've been boosting yeah, you know, and it would be something that it's wasn't like, even a ship. It was like yeah. something that was. I've been yeah, boosting like... bushes of apples. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been busting Minox since uh, since <laughs> back, you know, something like that, where it wasn't really a thing. But you wouldn't immediately know that unless you were a hardcore Star Wars uh, right. person or something. It's like, kid, I've been driving Commodore sixty fours since before you were born, and it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now you get it. Yeah. So uh, anyway, well, hopefully they'll get to uh, put that in the next rewrite. The reboot. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So Han Solo gets uh, busted for uh, desertion. He, he tries to bluff his way with, uh, with Woody Harrelson. Right. Is, that in this, is that in this minute? That's in this minute, right? Um, not. Or is that the, ne oh, sorry, or is yeah. that the next? Oh, sorry. Next. He's still Spoilers. talking. Yeah. Okay. So he hasn't done his, he hasn't tried his extortion thing in this no, minute. No, no, no. That, so, that okay. comes up later. We do have, he, he, Okay. He is explaining, he's pleading his case. And we get another, this is an interesting uh, thematic Star Wars thing in that a character that wants to go home, go to where they feel is their home and everybody else being like, why do you want to go there? Like Jakku. So, Jakku and, and now Corellia. And uh, I, I don't think, I mean, I think Luke is the opposite. Luke is just like, he didn't really want to go back to Tatooine. Yeah. No, sand. It's coarse. It gets everywhere. <laughs> it's just like his dad. That's your father. Uh, don't say coarse, though. It's too soon. No. Oh. Oh. He gets everywhere. Literally, he just got pieces of there and pieces there. Pieces there. of over there. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Corsos, torsos, oh. all over my face. <laughs> That's the to me. It seems almost like a screenwriter book trope, where yeah. they're like every character has to want something. So. Like, 
maybe they want to return to someplace they've been. So that's why it's a, it's almost like an easy way of giving a character a motivation is to have right. them want to get back to where they were for some reason. You know, it's like a kind of almost like a MacGuffin type, an anti-MacGuffin. It's like they want to get away from the adventure and back to uh, anyway. Right. See what I mean? No, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, we, yes, I feel like it's not, it, it kind of makes sense here and that he's, I don't know, maybe not. I mean, it, it, it in, in the grand scheme of things, like, I don't know. I, I do. I, I grow really tired of those tropes and the, you know, that we, the, a lot of it's taken from the hero's journey, which is all that star Wars is taken from. I get it. All that stuff. It's, it's, mm-hmm. we're dabbling in, you know, it's the the very nature of what we're what we're discussing here is is these same built on tropes. Rebellions are built on trope, um, <laughs> but but Maybe it's time the, for a new trope. The, huh, there you go. So, so but like that. Sometimes you can just have things happen because things happen in people's lives, and it can be interesting without having to have every character, like you said, like want something or be you know having. Um. thematic significance yeah Mm -hmm. um i would be just fine if you know han and kira got separated and he thought he would never see her again and the end joined the army and then was doing this thing but you know wanted to get out because the army wasn't all he thought it was going to be and he wasn't flying planes and he sees these guys doing something he knows he's good at that's fine that's enough him having to be like oh i gotta get to well, it is a subtle difference because him saying, oh, I have to get back to Corellia implies that on some level he, stay, he still cares about, he, he might have to rescue Kira from a life being enslaved, you know? Right. So, but, it, but, so him not saying, him not saying it at all means like, oh, you know, if I get back to Corellia, great. If I see her, maybe, but like it, it, it makes him, it does make him more heroic by saying, I want to go back there because I have to save my woman from this. But- but yeah, that's like, like. It's also been. See, for me though, with that, it's like, yeah, I have to go back to save my woman, but it's been so long. Yeah. Mm. A Star Wars story. It's been so long, so long, so long, long, long a Star Wars story. Yeah. I just don't. If I were her, I wouldn't be waiting for him. You know? Right. Like, I'm not. And he has to know that she's the same because she's badass. Like, she's. Doing the same thing he is, and granted, she's yeah, kind of plays like a lusty love woman. But you watch her throughout <laughs> the show; she learns how to. She's taking mm-hmm. care of herself, so it's kind of a little ignorant. To I, that part's unbelievable to me in a lot of movies. Although I do love like, the idea now of him kind of going through all this, you know, deserting the army, signing up with these criminals and all this other stuff just to get back to Corellia. He gets back to Corellia, and she's just like, you know like driving a minivan back from Walmart and be like, Oh, Hey Han. Like, you know, she just totally right. settled, settled into a, like a normal suburban life somehow. And it's like, yeah, how are things? You know, this is not... my kid. Yep. His name is Gerald. No, it's not Han. <laughs> she, no, she moved Gerald. on really quick. She, yeah. already has, she already has like, uh, like two kids in the t- two years. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well, um, happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Couldn't settle down. Um, yeah, so I guess it is weird that they, it, it's, it's a weird thing to kind of dance around. Like the fact that he's like this last scene, he was, he was so, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come, going to come back for you. And then it's like three years later, you know, like 
It clearly right. wasn't a top priority for him. Well, still stuck in the military. Yeah, he couldn't get back. You know what I mean? They were trying to escape from there for a long time. Yeah. It would take a similar, you know, he didn't have the resources to get back. Yeah. It's just like in three years, they, he never got to leave. He never got to go on a holiday. No letters. Where, where can he, where can he, how can he get there? You know what I mean? Pete, you have such a soft spot for him and Kira. <laughs> I love it. But it's true. He couldn't get back. Same time. Right. Yeah. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. And they could have figured, they could have written it in. No, I don't know. Yeah. The, um, uh, I, I think it's cute seeing like Han being written as a guy that just wants to like help out a woman Mm -hmm. when his relationship with Leia is, he just leaves. Right. It's it's like, he's like, okay, well I worked very hard to get to her for three years and now she's like maybe a bad guy. And so Leia, I've been burned. I'm sorry. That's it. Well, I mean, people are complicated, and especially if you, I mean, it sounds like Han Solo kind of grew up and, like, was raised in the streets, so he might not have the best interpersonal skills with people and stuff like that, so it's, uh, you know, sad Mm. story. Can any of us really change? Well, it's something you were saying at the beginning when Kira was introduced, Alex, as you were just like, ah, it's odd, you know, seems like an odd thing to throw in, like, Han with another woman immediately in the first couple of minutes just to to kind of throw a wrench into people's expectations or whatever because they're so used to like oh leia's the one but like Mm -hmm. in the grand Mm -hmm. scheme of things like yeah i don't know is she met when they were adults is she she was a one she was a one (laughs) sauce (laughs) miss right now Miss, um, you're the only one on the Falcon right now that I want to make out with. <laughs> uh, well, this is uh, we get a little bit more of um, Space John Favreau in this one. He talks about being a uh, a whatever Alderanian, not an Alderanian, Alderanian. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Han, well, Han points it out first, though. He's like, "Oh, what? Like the Ar- the Ardenian? Yeah. And then he he is trying to, I guess, play it off. Like what? No. What? Yeah. I'm a human being. Yes, I'm. <laughs> there you go. He's waiting to be seated at your. Uh... <laughs> Welcome, humans. Yeah, <clears throat> so unsettling. Uh, some other Rio factoids. Uh, Rio uh, fought in the Clone Wars. Hmm. Uh, fought in the Clone we Wars? are finally allowed to reveal that he fought in the Clone Wars. <laughs> he was in the uh, Freedom Sons. They were a uh, like a division that helped out on the side of the galactic like a kind of self-styled militia that helped out on the side of uh the galactic republic hmm. um uh this is not john favreau's first star wars character he uh is the voice of the character pre vizsla hmm. who we saw in live action in the uh in the uh Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, but was actually in the Clone Wars before this. So this is his second appearance uh, in the uh, in the Clone Wars in the the, the Star Wars universe. Not sure how I feel He's about everywhere. that. John John Favreau getting a double dip. Do other mm. people get to do that? Are there other double dippers in the? Uh... Well, Mark Hamill. He was Did voices. He do... Oh, that's true. He's done a bunch yeah. of, a bunch of uh, other small and, characters. And isn't that stuff. like 
Sam Witwer, isn't he? Some voices. Yeah. You got Warwick Davis. Like that. Warwick Davis. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was a bunch of on screen characters. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll allow it then. Hmm. Yeah. He can be whatever he wants. It seems like a little bit like, hey, I'm the producer. I can put myself in it if I want. So yeah. uh, I'm not a fan of him being in this. I don't like his being in this movie. Favreau. Favreau. Yeah. Hmm. It, yeah, I don't. It, I don't have an opinion either way. But my friend that I was watching it with last night was yeah. like, "I don't like it. No, nope. <laughs> don't like that. I can hear him. I don't like that. I can only hear his voice now. I still don't have a. I don't have a dog in this fight. Would what if we do? What if we dub all of Rio's lines with uh, like a like a Jar Jar accent? <laughs> uh, I'd rather have that. I would love it. That would bring some silly in. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I want to comment on, you know, my, oh, my, my gauge of if, uh, do I like this or not? Is, is this, does this make it closer to a cannibal run, uh, movie? <laughs> and the fact that they have an ape as part of their crew definitely does make it closer Makes to a seventies, yeah. uh, a cannibal run. So and I do like Rio as a character. I just don't like John Favreau. It just sounds too much like a New York guy doing a New York voice. Like it just, it, it, it's yes. it's too stunty. It is really space John Favreau to me. That's what it sounds yeah. like. So there's a lot of space actors in this. Yeah. Um. But apparently, uh, at one point, the the character was going to be modeled more on Wilfred Brimley, the uh, oatmeal and diabetes what? rich man. Wilfred Brimley was going to be more of a and uh, but uh, they decided to go in a different direction. Wilfred Brimley, of course, in one of the Ewok movies. So yeah. no stranger to Star Wars dumb. So, so he would have double dipped. Yeah, double dipped in that oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he would have done the. It's funny to imagine Wilfred Brimley in a mocap suit uh, playing the character. <laughs> but uh, that honor went to actor Katie Cartwheel, mm. provided the physical body of Rio. The uh, hmm. the um, I suspect that is a nom de plume she took up when she became a <laughs> uh, a a, a uh, acrobat style performer. I was uh, thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, or is it just destiny? Was she like, you know, her parents from a young age were like, you're going to be a cartwheel just like us. <laughs> she had one choice. Yes. Right. <laughs> or she could actually have been an actual, like a, like a, what was, what was the? Cartwheel. Yeah, yeah, like Kate. people who make wagon wheels, like. Cartwright. Cartwright. There you go. Oh, yeah, that would have been a cartwright. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sardinian. That's Ardenian, it. open all night. Well, now I'm looking mm-hmm. up Katie Cartwheel. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. What a fun name. Um, have you guys ever done a cartwheel? I did one at the beginning of COVID, and my shoulder was messed up for <laughs> about six months. Oh, mm. oh my gosh! Like I did oh. it and was like, "Oh no!" And it was my right shoulder and it was just oh. dead. It hurt so much. I couldn't sleep on that side and I will never do one again. I'm going to stay right side up and no more upside downs for me. <laughs> Is that kind of sad knowing that you'll never do a cartwheel again? I guess. No, because so. it hurts <laughs> so much. You'll be relieved never to have to, have to do a cartwheel again. Yeah, never again. Well, uh, anything else for minute number 19? I don't think so nothing on my end all right 
uh, well, um, if you've enjoyed listening to us talk, uh, Pete and I, that is, uh, uh, we both have side podcasts we do. Uh, mm. I do a podcast called The Godfather Minute, which I co-host with my brother. You can find that wherever you get uh, podcasts. And uh, Pete, uh, why don't you tell them a little bit about ABCDTOS? Yeah, it's the same team that did ABC Devo, where we went alphabetically through all the Devo songs, except we're going alphabetically through all the episodes of Star Trek, the original series. And uh, You're getting the home stretch, right? We are in the T's, I believe, at this point. Nice. So we're, we're, the end is on the horizon. Um, and I think we, we talked about maybe doing a couple of, uh, after this, doing the uh, movies, the, the original cast movies in alphabetical order. Not minute wow. by minute sadly but doing them now does that um, mean like v counts as v and vii is, is... No, no not by roman numerical order <laughs> okay not uh, it's but by the subtitle? final frontier i think might be the first one because it starts with f or you know the wrath the? of common oh. probably be last you know um, the doesn't count for the uh you, you guys, no it did it did in alphabetical that. but it doesn't yeah. uh okay um but um yeah it's uh, it, it's fun. It's some movies by minutes regulars. It's it's me. It's uh, Tom Taylor from Indiana Jones Minute and uh, John Ingle from Alien Minute. And Love it. And Joe Mazel, who's not of any minute. <laughs> so it's not like a now f- minute. None yeah. of your Ugh. business minute. <laughs> Such a good group. What about you, Crystal? We mentioned you did. Uh, you did. Um, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on it. The, uh, the fifth element. The fifth, fifth element. We mentioned you did. And what other podcasts have you? done that are still out uh, there for people to check out i try to guess on as many movies by minutes movies podcasts as i can um mm-hmm. since i moved from new york i don't have time to do anything which is mm. funny because you would think i'd have mm. less time yeah. being in new york um but up the elevation there's less time so uh, yeah take time as the mountains go up the time mm. of the day goes down um mm. so i do a lot of those i'm actually in the middle of recording a Dungeons and Dragons esque campaign with Asterios, oh, wow. and huh. he's doing um, a thing called Sea Venture or Sea Sea Punk. C S E A or yes, hmm. yeah. um, and I play a character C-M-Punk? called Doctor Doctor Felicity Landhard, and we're in a ship, and it's the craziest cuckoo bananas thing. I've mm. ever done, and it is so much fun. Um, we do it with people all over the country. So we have an, a PM AM shift and a PM shift. So I'm a part of the AM shift. So hopefully we get to start to meet each other soon because right now I figured out how to get inside of the ship itself on a like metaphysical level, like quantum realm, which is so cool. Um, so I'm doing that, and that will be coming out in completion. Uh, in um the summer of 2022 i believe wow sounds exciting yeah i'm excited about it it's it's really fun they're the people that do it with us are so talented and funny it's just improvisers and stand-ups and writers and podcasters and it's just an eclectic group of wonderful people and Mm. um we're co-owners of a comedy theater in denver so if you're in denver go to chaos bloom and uh John performs there like every single night there's a show but occasionally I'm not at work and I get on stage Mm. so you can come there 
All right. We'll check that out. And then uh, hopefully everyone will check us out tomorrow on the next Star Wars Minute. Star Wars Minute.